Hi, welcome to Salt and Burn This. I'm Sammy. And I'm Valerie. And this is our Supernatural Rewatch podcast. Each week, we're going to break down an episode in order with lots of details, so nothing's left out. (laughs) And we throw in some personal nuggets and stories and research to mix it up just a little bit. Because not only are we fans of the show, but like Sam and Dean, we've also had our fill of road trips. Yeah, but for theater, not for hunting ghosts and demons. And not in a super sexy muscle car. Anyway, shall we? We shall. to a great start. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Have we been gone that long? <laughs> you forgot how Zoom works? <laughs> All right, so I, you, I just added five seconds to the podcast. It's okay. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, Hi, everyone. Uh, thank you so much for your patience. I am sorry that this took a little longer than um, I had wanted it to. It is my fault. I'll take the blame. Um. <laughs> But my family's going through some health issues, so I've been at home in Oklahoma for a little while. Um, at the same time, I've kind of received news of, of friends and people close to me. This is, It's all cancer-related, so let's just put it on the record. Cancer sucks ass. Fuck cancer, uh, I believe. Fuck is hashtag cancer. fuck cancer. Yeah. Um, and I kind of went into a mode maybe some of you can relate maybe you can relate valerie i just shirked all of my responsibilities <laughs> i just kind of went into a catatonic state for a minute and it was like i can't do anything right now shirk away you're absolutely yes. allowed this is can't can't you were there when when i found out about you yeah. know my sister you yeah. know and it it literally talked about rocking your world and then you have to come out of your world and look at the person who actually has cancer and their world and what's happening yeah. to them. And, yeah. you know, it's just a cycle of cancer sucks. It does. Absolutely cancer does. sucks. Um, so to, to lighten the mood, let me tell you what I did instead of <laughs> my responsibilities. Um, so I'm in general a YouTube junkie. Uh, I go in phases, especially sometimes I just like will go on binges of YouTube Too videos <laughs> and it can range from anywhere from like, it used to be pretty much strictly beauty related, like makeup tutorials, face painting, etc. It's kind of evolved into, I like the web of my YouTube algorithm is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so this one girl that I follow, um, her name is Raw Beauty Christie. Obviously, she was a beauty person, but she has a second channel where it showcases her and her husband doing a lot of upgrades to their homestead. Uh, so mm. they have like gardening videos. They have like their home remodel. It's kind of the stuff that I'm into right now. I also just really like her. Her personality is really fun and interesting to watch, and it's calm and it's no drama. So, um, or was it last week? Yeah, last week she got um like a bunch of quail eggs in order to hatch because they went to raise quail um 
Like, they also have chickens, but for some reason they also decided to get quail. I can't speak on why. That's, you know, it's theirs. But uh, they decided to put a live a live stream inside of the quail incubator box right <laughs> oh no how wonderful I was it i sat and watched these fucking quail eggs just like <laughs> wiggle around eventually hatch which was kind of a pretty amazing thing to watch three and a half days <laughs> <laughs> salad <laughs> <laughs> Just solid. Like, I was glued to the fucking screen watching these eggs. And then there's also a live chat going on at the same time, right. a live stream. And there's a bunch of us, you know, ladies just in like, our mid-30s and up, just be like, oh my god, I can't believe, like, I'm stuck watching, like, never in my that's... wildest dreams would I thought that this would be entertaining to me. And it is. So that's where my head was at, if that says anything. <laughs> Baby quail to the rescue. What, whatever. <laughs> whatever it takes i just i just had this flash of and then you realize that you're on a 1-900 site instead of like 1-800 phone call (laughs) which of course doesn't exist but still no um oh well i'm glad i'm glad and so how many quail hatched uh 15 out holy crap 24 yeah and they are so cute they're like teeny tiny teeny teeny are they are they fuzzy are they fuzzy instead of feathery? Yeah, they were fuzzy. Mm-hmm. And then when she put them into the brooder, like after they were in the incubator, it it kind of looked like these weird little bugs just like running around because they're so tiny inside of this thing. It was so cute. <laughs> I couldn't stand I want to be a quail. <laughs> and I, I got, well, they only live like two to three years. Like that's their lifespan. Oh. <laughs> Which I also oh, learned so way more about quail than I ever thought that I would. <laughs> All right, season four, episode 12, (laughs) possibly my favorite title ever, Chris Angel (laughs) is a douchebag. Sam and Dean investigate the activities of a trio of magicians who are using a grimoire to execute real feats of magic. Written by Julie Siege and directed by Robert Singer. A couple of, I just have like a splotch of info about this episode. Go for it. One, um, if you know who Chris Angel is, he was, he still is a magician, but he was a very big and popular ma- uh, magician um, back mm-hmm. in the, in the 90s, right? Yeah, like mm, 90s. Yeah, 90s, early 2000s. Early 2000s. Um, and he was like, he was a, that guy who would like dark hair, dark makeup, very goth, you know, yeah. and uh which rubbed against it went against all older magician styles mm-hmm, and stuff mm-hmm. less less flashy colored flair and flippy capes um less yeah. Zigfried and Roy and more you know dark gothic and yeah you know <laughs> using using the uh, supernatural and the occult as a as a guiding force for his magic mm-hmm. um the title uh Chris Angel is a douchebag was actually taken from a radio show in LA do you remember um uh, Kevin and Bean morning show. Yeah, I do. On on K Rock, they were the ones who coined the phrase "Chris Angel oh is a douchebag," <laughs> um, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, and it, there's a there, throughout this episode, there's a couple of uh, you know nuggets of 
movie names and uh, TV references, you know, modern TV references uh, in this episode, which we can get to as we as we do it. Um, I don't know if you noticed that in this episode, one thing was missing. The car? Yep. There's no oh, baby. Okay. Yep. This is the first episode out of all the seasons that baby is not really pictured. Yep. Wow. Yep. Not not even parked in the background. Yep. Yeah. No baby. No baby. Um and uh this uh so since we didn't have baby, I feel like we had to have super big stars, guest stars in this episode. It, yes, we did. We did. Um Richard Libertini, whom I know I've seen around, but he plays one of uh, one of the older magicians, Vernon Haskell. I put him in this list because in his IMDb, like you know him from <laughs> list was yeah. Fletch. Yes, uh, I haven't seen Fletch, but I know that you talk about Fletch all the time, <laughs> or like whenever somebody <laughs> from Fletch or a, a, a moment that was stolen from Fletch is pulled in here. Um, yes, that's where he comes from. He was yep. also in Popeye. He was a voice on DuckTales, which I watched as a kid. Um, <laughs> and he was in Law and Order, the original one, as mm -hmm. three different characters. <laughs> as a lot of people do. On they Law and do. Order. Yeah. In fact, all of the guest stars that at least I'm going to name are from the Law and Order universe also. Michael Weston, who shows up as a young Charlie later on. I know him from uh, SVU. He plays Olivia's uh, like lost or unknown half-brother until she finds him later for a few episodes. He's in the movie Garden State, which I really like. I remember him in an episode of Scrubs. Um, particularly, I think that was the first thing I ever saw him in. I didn't and know that he was on Scrubs. He was also in Psych. Um, yes. <laughs> here's a, a kind of a fun fact. In 2016, he was in a movie called Houdini and Doyle, and he played Houdini. So this oh, stop! <laughs> not the nice only magician role out. that he's had. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh -huh. um, but he's also the son of one of the actors in the show in this episode. Oh, really? Yeah, because he plays young Charlie. Uh huh. He's Charlie's actual son oh my god really <laughs> yeah yeah he's uh he's john rubenstein's actual son oh my god that's so cool i yeah, did so not know that father and son playing father and that's son in awesome. this episode yeah that's really cute yep. really cute uh, he was also um on house for a while he had oh, a, okay. a pretty big role on house too so an, a face you're going to see if you haven't already you'll probably right. keep, keep seeing him around right. and <laughs> Wow, wow, wee, wow, wow. We have Barry Bostwick. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, huge, huge. Yeah. So Rocky Horror Picture Show, obviously, yes. as yes. as Brad. Um, Rocky Horror. He was in. He was uh, the Mayor Randall in Spin City with Michael J. Fox for oh, yeah, for the yeah. entire run. Um, he was the voice of was it Grandpa Flynn? Grandpa Flynn on Phineas and Ferb. Oh, I didn't know. oh my god! Uh, yeah, so I mean, Bostwick's been around forever, and he's yeah. and he's and he came up through the ranks of like vaudeville, and mm -hmm. um, he's done a ton know, of Broadway shows. So Broadway, he's, and he, has awards. Yeah, I would say so, he's yeah. maybe more Broadway famous than he is. 
Hollywood famous? Yeah, well, because he was the original Danny Zuko mm-hmm. in Greece on Broadway. Um, he won a Tony Award for The Robber Bridegroom. That is my um, connection with him, is I was in a production of Robber Bridegroom um, several years ago, like 2006 or seven or something, but I was uh, Rosamond in in rubber bridegroom which was the the lady the love interest or whatever it's nice. a very strange show but <laughs> <laughs> well and you and i just missed seeing him when we were uh in lynchburg for an opera oh really? he was he was performing in the theater because it was right before halloween right around halloween oh, that we were there man. he was there with rocky horror picture show oh, as like man. a guest lecturer as like the of rocky horror and it's like that loaded out and then the opera loaded in and he was there. <laughs> so we were down the street rehearsing or I was down the street rehearsing. Yeah. You were you were dealing uh, with the director. Yet, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and yeah. And then so he loaded out. We loaded in. And so our paths like. Wow. Crossed, but. Very we were cool. this close to Barry Bostwick. Wow. Yes. Um, also, he was in SVU. He was in a few episodes as one of the evil evil attorneys you know that represent the bad guys and he was a very good very like, good bad guy attorney guy yeah um so those are my guest star highlights i don't know if there are others that um um i just have one other and i thought it was because you pointed there's a, an epi- a number of episodes ago i thought it was heart the, the the werewolf one you pointed out an actor to me they're like i'm surprised you don't know this actor um, because they were from Stargate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. And I thought it was a different actor from Stargate that you were pointing out. So I was oh. wrong on two fronts when you talked to me about them. This guy, this actor that I'm about to name is the one I thought you were talking to me about. Oh, okay. His name is Alex Sahara. And he played um, the, the was it Vance, the, the jerk in the very beginning uh, of this uh-huh. episode, who's like uh-huh. the asshole magician with the cape and stuff. He played like, five or six different characters on Stargate because he <laughs> works under prosthetics really, oh. really well. So he was like one of, he's one of their go-to performers. If you need somebody who can stand time and prosthetics an alien or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. He, um, Oh, he, he was the most recast eight, eight times. I said five or six, eight times on Stargate wow. because of his ability. There's also a number of times where he's there, not in, in makeup. So he's he's this chameleon of an actor. So um, Alex Zahar. And so when I first saw him in this episode, I was like, oh, that doesn't. Well, I mean, he looks familiar, but not really familiar. But his mannerisms got me. And that's why I looked him up. I was like, oh, my God, it's the guy that I thought it was the guy when it wasn't the guy. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's that's who I'll. Uh, that's it. Those are my okay. big right. cat. Okay. And finally, before we start into the episode. We have probably the coolest connection to a Supernatural episode yet, or that we've named yet, and probably will ever have (laughs) coming up. (laughs) We have a mutual friend who works for Chris Angel. (laughs) (laughs) He is the set designer. Um, Specifically, I asked him what his specific title was. Mm-hmm. Um, throughout the years, they have been production designer, illusion designer, and director of illusions, which is super I want that on cool. a business know. card. <laughs> I know, director <laughs> of illusions. Um, so I, uh, I interviewed him, or like we sent him some questions. 
Uh, we had to be very specific about the questions because he has a very, very strict NDA. Um, obviously, working for a magician, there are a lot of secrets that you need to, to keep for life. So we asked him... <laughs> questions around that. So we did not ask him, how do you do this trick? Because he cannot answer that for us. <laughs> Where did but, the pigeon go? Yeah, exactly. But throughout the throughout this episode, I'll just scatter in his answers. Um, and I'll save some for the end too. But it was really interesting to get like a like a industry viewpoint on the world of magicians. So yes, yes. I remember when I first found out that that he worked for Chris Angel. Because I was like, where is he? Because it's like he was never yeah. with us when we yeah. were like getting ready for I'm like, where is he? Oh, he had to go back to Vegas. <laughs> yeah, because I was like, yeah. What? <laughs> oh, he has to do that other side gig. Right. Oh my god. Um I can't wait. I can't wait to hear the, the his answers to yeah. to our questions. Yeah. Um uh let's see, we can do our map quest. Mm -hmm. Uh this episode takes place in Sioux City, Iowa. Didn't know mm -hmm. that was a big magician gathering place don't think it is no. <laughs> but it is real for those of you who are wondering sioux city iowa is a real place it is um it is. i have stayed the night there and that's it i've <laughs> i haven't i haven't worked there um i was like way out of the way as far as um for me like my driving routes and stuff oh yeah i don't even know yeah, why it, i was it, up there it's right it's about an hour away from omaha or like near the border it's right next to the border of nebraska and iowa because yeah. i wondered it's like have i been there but no i've been to council bluffs which is right next to omaha real city yeah. obviously it didn't take place there um the shooting not take place there because sioux city <laughs> no. looks nothing like no. this little this little <laughs> the city dark alleyways. <laughs> the dark alley of of uh, uh, canada all right let's um, get into this episode so our recap. then the recap very simple. It's a thousand percent about Sam's psychic abilities and wrestling with the decision of something, something vague. Something, something, so. yes. Is he strong enough? Is he willing? Is he strong right. enough? Is he willing? Yeah, that's all it is. It's a little flashbacks of him being lectured about his abilities, not wanting to do them, etc., etc. That's it. Right. So, so here we are in the yeah. now. <laughs> um, it's magic week in Sioux City, Sioux City, Iowa. The opening scene takes place in a bar. We see a magician uh, sitting belly up at a bar, and he's, you know, doing card tricks. Mm -hmm. um, he's uh, doing the old, you know, is this your card yes. trick? <laughs> but it seems like he's having a little trouble. You know, it's not as swift. You know, when he goes to shuffle, sometimes the cards fall apart. But he tries to cover it, and the bartender's being really nice to him and being like, that's oh, okay, you know, show me another trick. But across the bar, he's being heckled by another magician who is clearly a magician because he's wearing the black cape with the red silk and, you know, <laughs> and he's wearing a top hat too. And a top hat. Yeah. And he's got his assistant next to him is like saying, stop being so mean, stop heckling this other magician. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, but clearly the guy just goes on and is heckling from across the bar. Um, and unfortunately the bartender, even like in her, in her need to try to make this older guy feel bad about, I mean, feel good about his trick. She's like, leave the old guy alone, you know, which of course makes the old <laughs> magician who's fumbling with the cards yeah, feel even worse yeah. that, you know, the young, pretty, pretty girl is mm -hmm. just, you know, humoring him. Um, and heckling guy ends up like spoiling the card trick once he does get you know gets you know finds his way through the card trick the guy's like yeah check his pocket you know he slipped the card in his pocket and gave away the trick 
just a jerk. I mean, yeah. the guy's a jerk. He's a drunk jerk. And the, his assistant is not helping him and <laughs> not be drunk. Yeah. And she's, she's ineffective, I should say. Like, at no, trying to stop. Don't. Yeah, don't. <laughs> yeah, you can just leave the guy alone. Yeah. Um, so then a little bit later, him and two of his friends, I guess, are watching this guy who's the exact polar opposite of him with the dark makeup and the gothic music and the yeah. punk black clothes uh rehearsing <laughs> rehearsing his set and uh it's ridiculous it's i mean he yes. flies in i mean the guy is literally doesn't just walk out on stage he literally is flown in from above with the stupid douchebag i mean the name of the song is douchebag right the it's song like, i don't know the song sanctify oh, yeah I, wrote, I think the... i wrote down the lyrics later so can... <laughs> oh god yeah i think i think it, the actual name of the song has something to do with douchebag oh, that's um funny. but any you know as he's rehearsing he lands and he stops the rehearsal in, in a very diva way and is like no the lights have to find me it's you know it's, so it's all about me 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 find me mm. you know and so the older magician guys who are watching this rehearsal are talking amongst themselves <laughs> And they're like, what a douchebag. <laughs> yes. What a douchebag. Yeah. I did a count, by the way. I did. I didn't do a total count. I did like per scene count. Oh, okay. Yes. All right. We'll um, see if we get to the same number at the yeah. end. <laughs> okay. So, because yes, the uh, word douchebag is said a million times. Yeah. At least in the first half of the episode, then it kind of goes away. But yeah. Um, so the old guys, or at least the two of them, are kind of reminiscing about the old, good old days, how they want them back, remember when, and Jay, the guy that we saw earlier at the bar, is kind of chiding them for not getting with the times. It's like, yeah, this guy's yeah. a douchebag, but it's obviously working because he's bringing in all of these people. No one wants he's, to see the yeah. old school stuff well, anymore because it's lame. Yeah, he's the headliner. He's got the assistant. We can't even afford an assistant. Yeah. You know, right. um, and he all of a sudden wants to try the table of death, which his friends are like, no, that's dumb. You haven't done that in years. Uh, you almost died the last time you did it. Yeah. So let's pull out a trick, a stunt that we haven't done in years <laughs> yeah. for tonight's show. Yeah, because we know how well that goes. <laughs> right. um, so then during his show, he straps in the table, you know, has the audience to check it. But even his friend slash assistant um, is like, dude, I don't think you're going to be able to escape you're gonna be These able are really to tight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, and it's like a table and above the table is like this uh, another table full of swords, you know, that are yeah, pointing yeah, down yeah. like a like uh -huh. a pin cushion almost. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. he's, he's strapped underneath these blades of death. <laughs> yeah. And then the trick is, you know, it's held up by a rope, which gets lit by a fuse and it will slowly start to snap as the fuse burns through it burns so that's through the rope that's, yeah so he has to free himself then. or he's run through mm -hmm. um i love the way they did this though the way they set this 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 whole thing yeah. up so they we don't the audience doesn't see him to start the trick they close these curtains and they shine a light from from what we call upstage so from behind the trick so mm -hmm. it's all in silhouette so you don't actually see the the physical person you see their shadow um, and you see, um, I almost said Barry. <laughs> what is his name? What is the character's Jay. name? Jay. The Incredible Jay. 
the Incredible Jay. You see him, you know, strapped to the table and he's struggling dramatically and the clock is ticking and the fuse is burning and the audience is somewhat engaged, not really engaged. Yeah. Um, and then the the rope burns, like it, it snaps because it's the fuse is burned through. The table of swords falls and we see the shadow um, of, of him, of Jay on the table get crushed with these swords like and the audience gasps um <laughs> i have to say one thing before we get to the end of this joke uh, a joke at <laughs> the end of this trick mm -hmm. uh this setup because i wondered why they chose this particular way to do these um these tricks this mm -hmm. is exactly how the scene was set up um in uh rocky horror picture show when uh... frankenfurter seduces yeah um yeah, seduces it him <laughs> it's all done it's like shoot behind the curtain yeah, the with curtains. the spotlight behind yes. them all done in silhouette i was like oh what a call out that is that his big trick is the yeah. exact same seduction scene from right. um i wonder if barry boswick appreciated that because i know for a while he was trying to step away from the association from, from brad Horror. he's just like okay can we stop <laughs> yeah yeah I think, though, that was so, I mean, unless you were a fan of Rocky Horror and saw it more than just once, mm -hmm. I don't think you would have noticed um, the yeah. call out. But it was right. very effective because they didn't mm -hmm. have to do any, like, CG. It wasn't anything, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was, this is how those those stunts are done is, you know, mm -hmm. behind the curtain. <laughs> <laughs> so, thankfully, though, the curtains are pulled aside and Barry, is, I mean, Jay is alive. <laughs> he is not strapped to the table. He has not been run through. He is alive. Yes. And a little but, stunned. Both him and, little, and Charlie seen a little stunned. Like, huh. Um, yeah. But at the same, like just as you said, at the same time, Vance, the jerk from earlier, stumbling out of the bar. And then at the same time that the table has of spikes has come down on Jay... Vance stops dead in his tracks, <laughs> falls to the floor, and then you see through his white shirt pokes of red blood, blood. in the same pattern-ish as the table of spikes. Swords, right. So instead of Jay being run through, it looks like uh, Vance yeah. is now dead on the sidewalk, bleeding from the wounds that Jay should have had. Yeah. Um, dun, dun, dun. So, so that recap... And things it was almost six minutes long. <laughs> it was like I was like, this is a really long uh, now or scene. Oh, scene. Oh. Um. Also, the douchebag count for this was three. Yep. Um, and I also want to throw in one of our friend's questions. You had asked him that you assume that everything is rehearsed, just like any stunt or dance or show. Would you ex have you ever experienced the magician suddenly throwing a last minute stunt or trick the night of the show, similar to what Jay does here and he does a few times more often? And the response is live shows are rehearsed literally hundreds of times to perfection, working out all flaws and sightlines. TV by nature is a bit safer because he did also work on the TV show with Chris Angel. Oh, and mind free, yeah. Mm -hmm, and requires less rehearsals except when live performances in front of a camera. Rarely is anything tossed in unless it's been a part of the repertoire before. Yeah. 
Yeah. So the idea of I haven't done this in years or I haven't yeah, done this in weeks. Do so let's put it yeah. in the show. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, I just I have to throw in a quick personal experience. The dance show that I just did that I just finished. Mm-hmm. Um, we had, you know, injuries happen during the yeah. show. So we had to rewrite and rework the show each time we did it because either somebody got hurt or somebody came back to the show or we added somebody new to it. So it was like every day at the last minute we were adding in something new. So there are circumstances where that is um, a need is a must for the show must go on. You have to make those changes and you have to Mm -hmm. do something last minute. But let's throw in a death defying act at the last minute. No, yeah, no. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so after the splash, we are on the street, and a film crew is focused on the Chris Angel character, whose name in this is Jeb Dexter. So it's a very obvious call out to Chris, like they're mocking Chris Angel. You know, he's just being a, like, "This is not a trick. This is real." It's being very serious and intense. Don't touch me. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's doing like this overblown fake demon possession and does this card it is kind of an impressive card trick if you were to see it in real life where he like yes. throws a bunch of cards at a glass window and then the card somehow magically turns into the inside of the window you know it's stuck yes in the it's inside stuck the to the shop. glass on the inside yeah. is that your card you know and everyone's yes. like yay yeah. and of course it's like a younger group of like bystanders and it's like hot yeah. girls and stuff mm-hmm. yeah and that's when sam and dean walk up in yeah. time to see him do this fake, you know, demonic possession. And of course, a douchebag. Yes. Dean is like offended at this. <laughs> He's just like, okay, we fight real demons and real scary things because they will kill you. And this guy yep. is just using them for some lame magic tricks. Yep. But Sam's like, magic's not lame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then he's like, oh, that's right. You liked magic when you were a kid, and you know Sam's like, yeah, it was a phase. Everybody mm-hmm. goes through their little phases. Yeah, yeah. But he, but he's still supporting. He's still backing up magicians yeah, or at least like, magic. You know what? It takes skill. It really does. Yep. yep. It's it's not just you know douchebaggery. <laughs> so they're on their way to go talk to I guess Vance's assistant, the dead guy's assistant, the one who was in the bar, not not being able to prevent him from drinking yes uh and she's packing up their hotel room Mm -hmm. uh looks like mostly packing up vance's stuff which is like all these little like magic tricks yeah there were some great (laughs) visual gags in this it was pretty (laughs) hilarious except i was confused like why at one point she pulls a rabbit out of something and it's a very cute like furry bunny rabbit fuzzy bunny and then she like shoves them into a duffel bag and i was like what are you doing (laughs) Like, I guess the rabbit doesn't travel in a cage. I guess, I guess she's not. like, oh, there you are. Let me shove you into this leather duffel bag. Yeah. I thought I thought that was pretty funny, too. Or odd. Funny. Yeah. But, I mean, she's pulling out, like, those connecting rings and, like, the scarves, the colorful scarves that are all, like, attached. So it's just like, yeah. you know, will this scarf ever end? And Dean is watching this, like, eh, hey, hey. Yeah, like, <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> yeah. Um, but they're basically interviewing her saying, you know, was there anybody who wanted Vance dead? And she's like, well, yeah, because he stole people's tricks. <laughs> yeah, he stole their like sleight of hand, their, their scenic design. He he was that he was that guy. So we did ask our friend, 
does this kind of thing actually happen? And he said, absolutely. <laughs> Wow. yeah, he said, those guys steal from each other all the time to varying degrees. It ranges from being influenced by another's idea to outright copying every single detail. The Holy lack of cow. creativity in the field has slowed its growth. And that's why when someone new comes along, i.e. Uh, David Blaine or Chris Angel, um, Right. they get some notoriety because they're doing things a little bit differently. Different. Nice. Nice. But But yes, still. this is a thing. <laughs> wow. 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 So um, they also ask, you know, did you find anything strange or, or weird or in his stuff? And she's like, well, actually, yes. And uh, she pulls out a tarot card. And it's the uh, Ten of Swords tarot card. I looked up the, the tarot cards in this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um I did too, but go ahead. Okay, so it's a picture of a guy who's been run through, who's literally on the ground being stabbed by like 10 swords, a la the table of death. Um, and apparently the meaning, there's, I mean, tarot, you can interpret it a hundred different ways, right? Um, the first couple I looked at was the worst is over or hitting rock bottom, but also being stabbed literally in the back. Um, that was... some of the things I that I looked up I, I didn't go too deep into it Well, there's a way I'm, I'm not that familiar with tarot. I've had a, a few readings done, but they've always been by people learning how to do tarot. So, you know, I don't know how accurate it is, but it depends on like if it's upright or if it's right reversed, they have different meanings. yeah so this one there's and this one the swords it's like a suit of swords so it's kind of like you know a suit of hearts or a suit of spades that kind of thing there are some one-offs in a tarot deck but this one being the ten of swords means that there are other numbers of swords but but no yeah you're mostly right it's like upright can be painful endings deep wounds betrayal loss crisis Reversed could mean recovery, regeneration, and resisting an inevitable end. But again, all of Uh -huh. this We don't is know. kind of up for Yeah. interpretation. There's not really a Right. strict tarot Bible. Everyone has their own. Right. And since these weren't like laid out on a table, <laughs> a la dealt by somebody who's reading the cards, yeah. the interpretation is this was just put on somebody or put Yeah. in there in his cape. So how do Yeah. we know which way it was actually facing? Right. So, so anyway, not a good ending anyway. I mean, basically, Right, regardless. yes, I would say stabbed in the back, <laughs> you know, is kind of the, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, the good interpretation. Um, So, yeah, that's Moving okay. on, then we go to Yes. Jay's hotel, who is kind of playing with his card deck. He's a little bit more agile than he was at, we saw him earlier at the bar. Yeah. And his friend Charlie stops by and he's like, well, how did you do that? I have like... You couldn't even do it like the last time, barely. Like, I thought Right. it was for sure you were gonna get stabby, stab, stabbed. Good stab, stab. And Jay's like, I don't know. He's like, look, I can, I can pull three aces out of a deck. I used to only be able to Like, pull one, you know, if I was lucky, you know, yeah. so my sleight of hand is just like off the charts. Yeah. So Jay is like so full of confidence that he wants to do the executioner. Yet another new dangerous trick. Very dangerous. So dangerous that Houdini wouldn't even do it. Which Right. I did kind of look that up, and it's sort of true. I mean, there's no...
strict trick called the executioner, but it does involve mm-hmm. usually like a noose of some sort. So the one that Houdini would not do is I think the one on the horse, like you sit on the back of a horse with the noose around your neck and then like the you're in a straight jacket and you have to get out of the jacket before the horse yep, like walks bolts. away from from something. Yeah. So yep. Houdini did some really really crazy shit and he would not do that one. That's who wouldn't do that. One. <laughs> yeah. And just so everyone knows, he did not die doing a trick. Everyone no. wants to, if you want to know about Houdini, he died from being punched in the stomach before he well, went on stage. Yeah, from a like burst his appendix, appendix burst. Yeah. But there's also like these, I did not know much about Houdini, but apparently there's a whole like conspiracy theory about like a group of people wanting him dead. And maybe they sent that person in there mm. to punch him in the stomach and burst his, it's like a whole thing. Wow. But I couldn't Who get knows? too far into it. I was like, I, I can't. <laughs> no, no, uh, yeah, I know. I know. I got to pause on this. <laughs> yep, I kind of did the same thing. I was like, got my information. Going to stop yep. right here. Yeah. Yeah. So Jay, super pumped, says, let's do the trick that even Houdini wouldn't do. Charlie is still like, I care for you too much. I don't want you to do this. Um, but uh, Charlie, oh, that's what he says, is I'm not going to watch you die on stage. Mm-hmm. not gonna not gonna do it um but then agrees to help him <laughs> but then yeah, agrees it, to yeah it's like jay impresses him with like a really cool card trick that even charlie is like wow oh maybe you can good. pull this maybe you can maybe you Let's can pull it. this off yeah all right so back at the theater um and this is at the small theater not the because the, there's two different theaters i think yeah. there's the mm-hmm. chris angel theater which is the big time mm-hmm. And then there's the little dinky theater, the little dinner theater. Um, uh, Jeb is on the phone. Jeb Dexter is on the phone whining to his agent, I guess, about how Chris Angel's playing, you know, Cirque du Soleil. And he's here, you know, in Sioux City with all the old folks. And yeah. So I like that they didn't make him Chris, like he wasn't supposed to be like a direct mirror of chris angel that chris angel yep. does exist in this universe but jeb dexter is like a chris angel wannabe wannabe yes and is like yes. so angry that he can't be chris angel <laughs> yeah i loved that too i love that so um uh, dean and sam are interviewing the uh um older magicians it's just dean i think dean is the oh only is it one just dean there. I think so. At least he's the only one that does the talking. Oh, that's right. Because he says, I'm Agent Ulrich. And he doesn't say, and here's yeah. my partner. Yeah. So he pulls out the old Metallica yeah. <laughs> agent. <laughs> Sorry. Assuming right. that these older gentlemen would not know who Metallica is. I I assume right. that's why he used that one. I don't uh, know. He however, got some raised eyebrows. Can, yeah. Yeah. Even Vernon, <laughs> Vernon was like, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. But, uh, but he's asking about tarot cards uh and uh you know do you guys use tarot cards no we don't but somebody else does or did um so maybe go maybe go check in with them yeah it was somebody that it was a do you know someone who used tarot cards and b uh who was mad at vance or who would want vance dead like something that ties two together it was somebody that vance screwed over yeah yeah and they're like oh yeah go see chief over on bleaker street he can Bleaker's tell you. Doc- yeah, Bleaker, this old Doctor Strange call out. That was uh, Doctor Strange's mm-hmm. inner sanctum or his sancta sanctorium, I believe, is what it was called. So Doctor Strange call out there. Ask for Chief. Now 
who doesn't know this scene coming up? Go to Blaker Street, ask for, for Chief. Okay, so my question is, did you ever see any of the Police Academy movies? Oh, I, I've been watching them on and off, as like kind of coming and going because they've been on like the uh, Comedy Central or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, all, <laughs> the only thing I have to say about, no, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Beverly Hills Cop. That's what's been on. That's what oh, uh, okay. I've been watching. Because okay, it's like this awesome. It's the only song that plays in that fucking movie over and over and over again. All of them. I'm like, can they not have a different song? But anyway, Police Academy. No, I I Police Academy, there's a famous scene where Steve Gutenberg sends um at any point during the movie, somebody gets sent to an SM club uh, as a joke. And so, and anytime they are in the club, the lights change, like the door closes behind them, the lights change, and you hear bum, 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 bum. Not, not Sanford and Son, but this like uh -huh. trumpety yeah, music. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, oh no. And then you see all the guys <laughs> in the leather with the whips and stuff. <laughs> so throughout the movie, somebody is sent to this club as a yeah yeah go ask the guy down it ask for chief i see I and see. so now whenever you hear that music you know that someone's been sent to the club i see which is exactly the same setup you exact think that dean setup. would have seen police Academy? like that would be one of his top 10 movies police academy and then right, he would you yep. would know, but maybe he that would. explains his facial expression later when he does go to 426 Bleecker Street, ask for chief, and then out comes this like giant, huge guy who used to be a <laughs> pro football player, the guy in real life, um, as chief being like, oh, buddy, I'm going to make you hurt. But yep, what's your you for? haven't been had till you've, yeah, you haven't been had till you've been had by the chief. And before yeah. we get started. <laughs> I mean, he's got the the leather. He's got the choker, the whip, and you know, yeah. it's he's, he's gonna have mean. a yes. Yeah. I love that scene. And Dean, I love that Dean is just kind of he listens to the whole scenario, you know, and he, he kind of takes a step back. He's like, oh, maybe I. Oh, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I think that like badass Dean would be able to just be like, nope, done, out. But he's yeah. literally like trapped in this situation, which I thought yeah, was Yeah, he's just funny. like, oh, oh they got God. me. What I wonder what his safe word would be, though. What would Poughkeepsie? <laughs> Poughkeepsie. <laughs> All right. So the old magicians got one over on Dean. Yes, good for them. Um, back them. in the hotel while Dean is meeting with Chief, uh, Sam is in his usual research mode when Ruby stops by, yeah. who is pissed off that he's there in Magic Town, USA, and not fighting the good fight against all of the SEALs. Yeah, and how many have been broken now? Like 34? 34, 34 like, so over half. Over half yeah, of the 66 Lilith years. is rampaging through these, you know, and, the, and you're the only one who can, can handle her. Yeah. You're the only one who can just kill her. Kill her yeah. and stop. Yeah. Because he's it. just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what the seals are. I don't know where they are. Like, how am I supposed to fight against something that I have zero idea about? Good points. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he said, well, here's the thing that this was what got me. He says, and it's not the psychic thing I have a problem with. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what do you have a problem with then? He meant Because this, this whole time, I... 
Yeah, I know. Was... I, I, I caught you in the last episode when he said he did something similar. Is it the last episode yeah. or the one before? I don't know. But but she was basically like, you know what you got to do. And he was like, no, I'm not doing that anymore. I know what he's talking. Like, I remember what he's talking about. But you, I think I didn't want to say anything. No, I, I, I mean, at this point. I know, yeah. but my question in this moment is, oh, because it, yeah. it it stood out to me as, mm-hmm. oh, he's, he's not talking about, talking about mm-hmm. he's not talking about reaching out and exercising people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. So in parentheses, what is it that you have a problem with? But yeah. we don't get that answer right now. And this is okay. Here's another point about this scene between Sam and Ruby. Why? Why through this entire scene? Is there a freaking toilet in the background? <laughs> they are standing in a motel room or in the hotel room. And in the background, the bathroom door is open and the toilet seat is up through the entire time that they're talking to all this badass talk about Lilith and the seals and the end is coming. Toilet. No, toilet. I didn't, I didn't in see focus. it. In focus. So. I did not okay. notice it at all. <sighs> but then Ruby tries to like, you know, egg him one more time she's like you like it you know mm-hmm. it yeah i don't know why you're not doing it admit it it feels good mm-hmm. uh-huh. yeah. so whatever the, mm-hmm. the secret thing is it's the magic ingredient that's going to be the thing that beats lilith and then she mm-hmm. leaves she's like, come find me when you want to do it again or whatever um so this hotel that they're in mm-hmm. by the way uh, everybody in town is staying in this hotel, it seems yeah. like. I kept looking for, like, oh, is this a different hotel? No, they're all yeah. in the same hotel. Yeah. Um, it's the Patricia Hotel, which is an actual hotel really? in, in British... Yep, it's an actual hotel in British Columbia. And the quote I got was, it's the nicer of the seedier motels. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, uh, the nicer of the seedier hotels. Oh, that's funny. That Who said trip. that? Somebody on the show? Uh, some, somebody who had stayed there. It was somebody oh. It was actually on the site if you like want to look up. Like a review, okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Nice Very funny. Okay, so. so after both Dean and Sam's secret meetings, which they keep secret from each other, from each other. <laughs> they meet up at the magic venue and they confront Charlie and Vernon who were like, listen, son, we run cons for a living. You got to do more than flash us a fake badge. Yeah. Yeah, because they're like, we're going to arrest you. And they're like, how? You're not feds. No, you're not. (laughs) Holy catches them again. Old guys outsmarting the young guys. Yep. Um, But then Dean tries to cover up with an even dumber lie. He's like, yeah, we're actually uh, aspiring magicians. What do you do? Rings and stuff. Yeah, I was like, oh, God, Dean. Yeah. I was like, that was worse if they just. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it just said like we're. Yeah, I know what you mean. But um, that plus Sam's, like, stupid little Rodney Dangerfield, like, pulling the collar. Pulling up the collar. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't know why that bothered me so much. It's just, like, no one in real life does that. Does that. Yeah. Oh, this collar's too tight. Oh, I'm so hot under the collar. Yeah. 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 No. Can't get no respect. Luckily, Jay's show starts. Yeah. (laughs) And he is describing the uh, the executioner. Um, the I mean, the, yeah, the executioner. He's yeah. in a straight jacket, and he only has sixty seconds to get out of the straight jacket uh, before he is hanged by news. Before the trap door he's standing on uh, will fall up from his feet yeah. and and hang him by the neck. Yeah. I have to admit, I love how Jay 
when he's in performance mode, his hair gets like super big. Like they tease up his Same hair. Here. I forgot to mention this at the beginning. This was Barry Bostwick's idea. He oh, came he's in, in with performance his hair mode. like that. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Love yes, it. I know. <laughs> he's got like the silk shirt on. And when he's in, when he's on stage and he's in performance mode, it's like super fluffy. It reminded me super... of like a cockatoo or something, but not like yes. it's not up it wasn't in faux a hockey. kind of thing. Yeah, it was it's just, just kind big. of feathery and curly in different directions. Yeah. yeah, I loved it. Dramatic, you know, performance hair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I loved it. Yes. Um so as he's describing the uh, the stunt, there's more people in the audience now. Mm-hmm. Um, they, but it's the same type of setup where he steps behind the curtain or the curtains closed, the yeah. light shines from behind him, and now yeah. he's in silhouette as the clock is ticking down, and you see him yeah. dramatically struggling against yes. the bonds yes. of the straitjacket. So while this is going on, something else is happening at the same time. We're cutting back and forth from Jay to Jeb Dexter, who was in his hotel room, <laughs> Staring at himself in the mirror, (laughs) listening to his own theme song. Like, this is narcissism (laughs) to an extreme. I loved it, and I know people like this. So it was like, uh, I love seeing people like this. But he's, like, rehearsing (laughs) his look. You know what I know? He's, like, practicing his squint and his... His his turn to the audience. And his theme song goes, like, such. Mystify, sanctify, rectify... Um, it says, I rule the spirit world. I am the wizard of life. And then there's a verse that says, the darkness closes in and bleeds into my soul. It filters out of me until it makes me whole. It's just so like... (laughs) It just rhymes. It doesn't mean anything. Emo Uh. trash. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. He's like blasting it. Looking is, in the mirror. Yeah, he is so into himself that he cannot see in his own mirror a reflection of a noose that he had, like, hanging out somewhere. Moving by itself off the chair and up into the ceiling and around the ceiling fan. Like, you, we yeah. can see it in his mirror that he is yeah. looking into. He, no, so if he were so not so focused himself. on himself, he would have no. been able to see this. And he also would have noticed how cheesy those effects were, by the way. I was like, yeah. they did such a good job with the other, quote, magic in this episode. Yeah. That why they, re- why they reverted to CG, you know. I- I do think some of this is because of screens. Like, if you have a decent TV or even, like, the laptop, if you're watching it on a laptop, I think sometimes those... Those effects it looks better look even cheesier oh, no okay, i think they look it... cheesier because done oh. this is like over 10 years ago right um, right almost almost 20 no <laughs> like 15 um so i don't know they were probably pretty good at the at the, at the time it's just like god everything else all the hard. other magic that they've done in this episode is like really good you know, like you yeah. said, you know, the the card flippy trick and the mm-hmm. in the very beginning, the first thing we see is a magician like turn a, a balloon into a pigeon, you know? Right. At the very I was like, I, and I, I actually I went back and watched that. I hired magicians. Magicians. I think they did. I that, think they did. That would make I went sense back to me. Mm-hmm. and looked at it. I was like, how they do it? How they do it? Yeah. And then then to go into the CGI rope snake. I mean, yeah. I get I get they needed it, but I was like, yeah. you know. But most Early of the other CGI. magic is either done behind the curtain, like Jay's right. stuff. But it's a great effect. That's what it I mean. It is a great effect, yes. But they're all um, 
practical, they're practical effects. They're not like yes, CGI not... effects. Right. That's right? why that's, that's my that question. The, why the term do... that I'm in? Yes. Yeah, but yeah. that's my question. If they were doing everything else practical, why did they do why CGI did they go to nice? CGI? Why, you know, they I don't think they had to give it. It might have been more expensive to do a practical rope mm. moving by itself. Sometimes gotcha. sometimes robotics and stuff like that can actually be pretty more expensive. Okay. But I do not know. I do not work in Hollywood. I only work in the mere theater world where we are not <laughs> given the <laughs> we don't have CGI. CGI. <laughs> <laughs> it is all smoke and mirrors. Sorry, it is all smoke yeah. and mirrors in our in our Okay, world. so back to this trick. Yes. Again we see Jay struggling behind the curtain at the last second, the trapdoor falls. You see his body fall in wow. shadow in silhouette. Yep. Curtain opens, he's fine. He's fine. And he's on the ground. No news. No, uh, yeah, no he's jacket. not in the jacket. He is. Ta-da! And it all yeah. happens like that. Yeah. And even yeah. Dean is like, Dean's that one of those people. He's like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and Sam's like, humanly possible. That actually was not a magic yeah. trick. Yeah. Um, but at However, the same time, mm -hmm. yes, we now jump to Jeb, who is still looking in the mirror uh and doesn't see the the noose snake down from the ceiling fan wrap him around the neck and yank him off his feet and yes. and essentially strangles him to yes. death i like that the last lyric that it leaves us on is i am the wizard of life <laughs> guess not <laughs> so um we had asked our friend our chris angel friend um that we assume that there's probably some danger involved in tricks, and you had brought up the Sweeney Todd chair as an example. Yes. Sweeney yes. Todd is is a show, a, a musical. It's notoriously known. Um, it, Tim Burton made a movie out of it, but in the stagecraft set, there is a barber chair. If you see the movie, just Google a clip of the movie too if you don't know what we're talking about. But this barber chair is like this... Um, like a trap door i don't like a... yeah it's yeah it's supposed to you sit in the chair you get you have your throat slit by sweeney mm -hmm. todd and then he presses a lever and the chair is supposed to flip you out of the chair down a a, a meat chute into the yeah, basement yeah. where your body is ground up into into hamburger right. um but this chair it <laughs> it is notorious the mechanics of this chair and in the in all the different uh amalgamations somebody always gets hurt in the process of being flung flipped dropped trapped you know yeah. out of the chair yeah it's also like a really difficult piece of scenery and i heard i don't know how true this is but there's like one chair there's like the sweeney todd chair that people rent out whenever they're going to do a production yeah. of it so it's not something you can really like build <laughs> you know like oh right. we're gonna do sweeney right. todd we'll just design a new right. chair like no let's just get the chair nope. that already exists get the chair yeah, <laughs> yeah. the same thing with get the, the blades get the razors you know yeah. you want to get the stunt razors and stuff yeah. but yeah. that chair has also broken a lot of bones that's the thing it's oh, also yes. like notorious it's the one that's broken the most arms on on performers <laughs> yeah which i find is you know get the chair really oh, you want to no. yeah maybe we shouldn't get the chair <laughs> maybe the chair doesn't like being the sweeney Todd right. chair but okay, yeah, so, so anyway, using that as an example, that while, you know, accidents may happen, um, threat to life and limb is not really 
an option when it comes to mm -hmm. stagecraft sets. So the idea that if this magician did not escape in time, that they would be killed or seriously injured, that's not really a risk that they would take, is it? And he just said, many injuries have occurred over the years by performers and crew. Same as any stage production, accidents, incompetence, and equipment failure are all factors. Yeah. So I assume that was kind of a diplomatic answer. Yep. I'm going to assume that he did not say anything, but. <laughs> right. Well, again, going back to the show I just finished, piece of rigging, you know, was, was not properly well, yeah. rigged. And then there was that Spider-Man musical that was notorious, like before it even I... opened, like people were getting hurt. And there was somebody who I think was like, like a back uh, broken, I think. Yeah, he was a dancer, and now he cannot dance ever again because of something that mm -hmm. happened to him. I don't remember if it was yeah. a foot injury or yeah, back injury, but yeah, it yeah. was just things kept going wrong. The same thing with Cirque. There's a number of Cirque shows yeah. where uh, equipment failed and people died, performers died. Yeah. Um, but so that's the idea is that it should never be death defying, but it is sometimes not yeah. by design well even by design i guess yeah maybe otherwise <laughs> not intentionally by design like there's usually backups and backups yeah. and you know you also have to the human body is prone to make mistakes as it's well so. yeah so, there's fragile interesting. I all right so the boys are now back in the hotel room after the show looking up the incredible jay um like, what's his deal? What's going on? Turns out he was a big deal in the 70s and even played the Radio City Music Hall. Yep. But then yep. just got he old. Got old. Yep. Then what happened? Nothing. He got old. He got old. Um, so they're like, well, maybe maybe his magic trick is uh, a, a spell to transfer off death. You know, if he doesn't want to die, maybe he's there's a spell being worked. That transfers death. Yeah, they're kind of assuming, like, how is he, you know, d doing doing these amazing, literally humanly poss impossible tricks? It must yeah. be with real magic. What do the tarot cards have to do with that? Oh, you know, that's uh -huh. kind of where they're at at this <laughs> but, point. But, so, but Dean, uh, this is another call out. You know, Dean says, you know, I hope I die before I get old, which is, you know, from The Who, uh, talking about my generation. Uh, and that kind of stops the boys. It stops Sam and Dean, and they start talking about themselves as Hunter and what their lives will or won't be. You know, yeah. are we going to be old? Like, will we have a chance to get old? And Dean's like, God, I hope not. Can you imagine us being, you know, in our 60s <laughs> yeah. and hunting? And Sam's like, well, yeah. And Dean's like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, <yeah. laughs> you know and we're either going to die bloody and it's going to be horrible, you know, or, you know, that's 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 how that's how we go. Well, because we right. end up like Bobby, that's not great, you know. Yeah, yeah. And Sam's just like, well, Bobby does it. <laughs> Dean's like, really? You want to like you're looking up to Bobby for inspiration? Yeah. <laughs> well, I shouldn't say that, but like, you yeah. know, that's who you know your your goal point is. Um, yeah, this was a, this was an interesting conversation because Sam, he's like, no, I don't. You know, we're not going to be hunt. What if we don't have to hunt forever? What if we what, cut we the can, head off the snake, which was the same language of this. that, yeah, that Ruby had used to him right. to try and convince him to cut go the head off the snake, cut the head right. off to the go snake, kill Lilith. Lilith. And Dean very wisely says, 
yeah, we could cut off the head of the snake, but there's a thousand another heads and, you know, yeah. 10, and another snakes. one's going to grow out. Yeah. We're, yeah. It doesn't this is end. never going this... to end. Yeah. Yeah. But then Dean also kind of leans in a little bit and is like, is there something going on? Yeah. Something you want to talk about? Yeah. Um, I did like they started this conversation of, you know, will we die before we get old? And Dean says, didn't we already? Like we yeah. both already <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> died. We both died once already. Yeah. Yuck, you know. yuck, yuck. Okay. So they split up for a while because they're going to, uh, Sam is going to go look for Jay and Dean is, I forgot what Dean said he was going to do. But anyway, they meet up again in the lobby um, and they see Jeb being carried out by EMTs in a body bag. Dean pulled his own little sleight of hand and pulled another tarot card from him, which was the hanged man. Your hanged man. Yep. Yep. Well, whatever. Now I looked up that one again, depending on which way it's turned. Mm -hmm. My, I wrote down the card means egotism, inability to change, missing an opportunity or traitors. Mm. Like that's what the card symbolizes. That that's, I liked the missing an opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> um, but egotism I've, definitely changed. Definitely. Yeah, I What'd found. Um, <laughs> based on the description of the card, he's probably there, being hanged by one foot, uh, of his own free will, and it's the card of ultimate surrender, of being suspended in time, and of martyrdom and sacrifice to the greater good. Upright means pause, surrender, let go. Reversed means delays, resistance, stalling, indecision. So here it just goes to show you can really kind of find any kind of meaning. Jeez, I don't want to knock on tarot cards. I really don't. <laughs> I know that they hold no, but... a very special place for a lot of people. But man, it can be really hard to like nail down. Like, what, do you, what are they supposed to mean? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it feels like you could take, if you didn't like this meaning, then there's this meaning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whichever one applies to you. <laughs> I hey. also liked that, <laughs> um, you know, when when Sam is like, oh, I couldn't find Jay, that Dean gives him a hard time saying, he's a 60-year-old. <laughs> and Sam is like, he's, like, he's, he's a magician. magician. <laughs> right? <laughs> and potentially using magic. Magic, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So Jay arrives in his room, and then the boys burst in, following him, guns ablazing. <laughs> I also say that peekaboo around the corner of the two, like that, never gets old to me. <laughs> no one notice us. These yep. you know two tall, handsome men with guns. <laughs> yes. yes. As if as if Jay was gonna like pop out and be like, "Hey, you yeah. kids!" Yeah. <laughs> so. Yes. So they, they burst into Jay's room, guns ablazing, and they're like, all right, we know you did it. You know, we know that you're using black magic, uh, you know, and killing people. Mm -hmm. And Jay is, is literally taken aback by this. He's like, magic isn't real, guys. What, yeah. what are you talking about? I'm yeah. not killing people. Magic's just, it's just tricks. Just tricks. Yeah. Um, he also seems genuinely surprised to hear that, that Jeb has has died yes you know of like executioner wise like by a noose and all that but, yeah. it does seem like oh 
Oh my gosh, I, I had no idea. I don't know what you're talking about. And this is when and the boys kind of say, you know, maybe he's telling the truth because I feel like he would have pulled some sort of magic trick right, right now. <laughs> right. He would have he would have done some mojo on us by now yeah, to yeah. escape or stop us. And so what do we do now? So they tie him to a chair. <laughs> they tie the old guy up to a chair and then proceed to have the discussion of, okay, what do we do? And I love this take because it's a oneer. And so one yeah, or three sixty. Classic, uh, classic Robert Singer three sixty yep. shot. Three sixty shot, and they they do it in one take. Camera pans all the way around Sam and Dean while they're discussing. You know what? If it's not Jay, what could we? You know what are our next steps? And by the time the camera circles back around to where they started, <laughs> you see that Jay has slipped out of the ropes. Is and there's all nothing left but an empty chair with a pile of ropes. And they're like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> seen that coming <laughs> yeah. didn't sam just say earlier he's a magician <laughs> gave us the slip um so they take off down the hall because they're like how far could he have gotten you know so they take off and run down to the lobby and are looking for jay jay in the meantime had only slipped into the closet of his room which i was like why was that not the first place that they looked <laughs> was in the room <laughs> The old guy not only gave him the slip out of the ropes, gave him the slip out of the room. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in the meantime, has called the cops <laughs> on, yes. on Sam and Dean. So Sam and Dean get arrested in the lobby. Uh, and that's the end of that. So the next thing we see is uh, there. it's uh, Jay and Charlie in the dressing room of the theater. And they're talking about you know, the, the stuff. Like, Jake confesses to Charlie. Like, so much is happening. Um, like, uh, this is this is weird. Um, and yeah. I, because it's not, I'm not getting better at my tricks. I didn't say let's do the magician or the, the table of death because I wanted to do it. I wanted to kill myself. I wanted yeah. those knives to kill me. Yeah. This was not me wanting to, like, have a comeback. And somehow, I don't know how, I lived. Yeah. You know, but Vance died. Yeah. And then yeah. I. He's trying to see, he's starting to see the parallels between his tricks and surviving them. And then the people who are dying the same way. So he's like slowly starting to think maybe the boys are right, even though it's crazy. Right. Like, There's no right? such thing as magic, but like, but, but what if it yeah. is? <laughs> yeah. I had a thought, you know, he's, he's, he admits that he was trying to kill himself. Mm -hmm. uh, which shows, you know, a how depressed he is. You know, yeah. he's a little old, lonely. You know, doesn't have anything left to offer in his eyes. Mm -hmm. You know, to the world of magic. My question is: while that's tragic, what would he have done to the audience had he succeeded in yeah. killing himself? I was like, where's that thought? <laughs> you know, I, don't I mean, obviously think it was in there. <laughs> it wasn't. It was not. It wasn't a, a part of his thought process. It was, but it was just. I want this to end. Yeah. Um, Just go out with a bang, I guess. But um, but then uh, Charlie, you know, he was like, listen, I don't know what's going on. I don't know how you're doing this amazing stuff, but you are. So don't throw it away. He's being really supportive. Um, he shouldn't throw it away. It makes him feel young again, which there's a lot of scenes in this episode when you watch it the second time through hit differently. Yeah. <laughs> you, you see Charlie a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
So he does convince Jay to do, again, the table of death. And after Charlie lights the fuse that's going to eventually burn the rope through, he looks at Vernon and he just kind of slips away. Camera zooms in on Vernon. There's a pause after the stab table does eventually fall through the yep. silhouetted person that you see through the curtain. Takes a while for the curtain to open because no one's there to open Charlie's it. Charlie's not there to open it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Jay comes through and he survived. And now they're like the audience is now like, it's like yeah, <laughs> this is what they came to see. You yeah. know? Right. Yep. But then you hear a scream off stage. And then when Jay rushes off to find whatever, you know, why is whatever the scream was, he sees Charlie on the ground with bleeding from the stab wounds that he would have received had he stayed on the table. Yeah. Jay gets the cops to release Sam and Dean after Mm -hmm. this. And Sam and Dean uh, say, thanks. What changed your mind? And Jay's like, we have to talk. Yeah. And the boys think that Vernon is doing this. Yeah. Like they've come yeah. to the conclusion that it's uh that it's a uh, Vernon. Obviously yes. it's not Charlie because Charlie's dead. <laughs> right, right. And um, whoever is doing it is to help Jay. You know, they're yeah. they're trying to make Jay look good. So they're also kind of benefiting from these good rewards so right. we're the closest people to him well now it's just vernon it's just and vernon. Yep. jay is very like no 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 no. he could never do it dean says magic kind of seem real magic is like crack it's like people do <laughs> some really surprising things to get a taste of it and there's yeah. a little sam sat side eye like a psa <laughs> <You know? laughs> If only you knew. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, Sam and Dean key into Vernon's room uh, looking mm. for clues. And uh, Vernon is off to meet Jay at Jeb's theater now. Now mm-hmm. Jay is at the Headliner Theater. And uh, Vernon is super pumped. He's like, guess what? You're now the Headliner. Isn't this mm-hmm. awesome? Mm-hmm. And uh, Jay's like, no. And how could you have done that? How could you have killed Charlie? He accuses Vernon of killing Charlie. And Vernon's mm-hmm. like, what? How could you think I would do this? Mm-hmm. And then just then from backstage, you hear Charlie's voice say, you know, don't be so hard on him. But when the guys turn to look to see not, you know, to see Charlie raised from the dead, it's not Charlie. But it is Charlie. But it's, it's a young Charlie. Some young guy. Yeah. And then back in uh, Vernon's room, when they're looking through all of his stuff, which is basically, I think Dean calls it a magic museum. It's just like a bunch of like old historical or like past magic Memories, posters, programs. Mm -hmm. And Dean, in a very, very observant, (laughs) impressive, like -like (laughs) psych-like observation (laughs) scale, passes by a poster and it's like, oh, this guy looks familiar because of a birthmark on his, uh, his forehead near his eyebrow. Yeah. So, oh, does this guy, the great Desertini, look familiar to you? And then the camera goes to the young guy who has a birthmark on his face, just like old Charlie, Charlie. did. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry, I blew that reveal. Um, 
So yeah, so it's Charlie. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. It is yeah. Charlie who is risen. From, not only has he risen from the dead, he is now young, and he is the same age as the old of uh, the guy who was in the old poster. Mm-hmm. So, um, young Charlie has been around long enough to have worked for P.T. Barnum, mm-hmm. uh, and Barnum died in 1891. Just so you know, that's how long he's been around. Um, and apparently the old circus guy, P.T. Barnum had handed, uh, before he died, gave Charlie his grimoire. And, the the grimoire is a, um, a book of spells and incantations that wizards, I mean, there's, there's Mm -hmm. lots of definitions for the grimoire, but it's basically a book of spells and incantations, um, that wizards used to use. And term Charlie was used a lot in uh, in World of Warcraft, if I remember correctly. <laughs> oh, grimoire. <laughs> yeah, um, it wasn't like the. I don't think it was the grimoire. I think there were different grimoires for things. Uh, it's been a long time since I played that game, book, so I, book of I, spells. I a book of spells. book of book of spells that um, Charlie didn't think would work, but he's like, yeah, what the heck? I tried one, it worked. He's like, oh, let's try this other one, and it worked. And it turns out that the biggest spell at the end of the book was for immortality. Yeah. And it works. It works. Vernon, very impressed by all of this. Seems Uh, very eager to hear more. Yeah. Yeah. Jay is, is spooked by it and also like disgusted that he was used to do commit these acts of murder, even if they were punks and assholes and douchebags. They still didn't deserve to die. Yeah, but Charlie's like, I did this for you as a gift. I saved your life. Yeah. Like, I did this for you. Come with me. Come, Both both of you, come with me. Yeah. We can all yeah. go Not back and be young again. Not only did I save your life from try- you trying to kill yourself, but I've, like, put the spark we- back in your eyes. Like, yes. I saw it. You loved it. You loved when you were able to do these things, and you're, like, back to your old uh-huh. self. Yep. And, you know, let's, let's go back. Let's all, let's all go back together. And Vernon's like, I don't know. I mean, yep. he doesn't say yes, but he definitely has a big smile on his face and yeah. like a gleam in his eye. But Jay says, no, he's like, what's the price? Like, what's the catch, mm-hmm. you know, for this. Uh, and just then Sam and Dean interrupt, you know, with the not so fast. Yeah. yeah. Which why? And, I- and what follows here is probably the dumbest the boys have ever been in my humble opinion. Yes, absolutely. They like rush towards this guy who they know can do black magic with guns. Mm-hmm. Dean immediately gets like caught up by a noose that a has noose. like magically come down from the ceiling. Sam shoots a gun at Charlie, who catches the bullet in his teeth. <laughs> yeah, because that's a trick. Yep. Yeah. And then apparates the just a few feet away. I'm using a term from Harry Potter. That's when they kind of like blink, blink from different <laughs> locations. Um, Sam comes even closer to him, still pointing yeah. the gun at him like it's a like, threat. This time I mean it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Dumb. Dumb. And young Charlie's like, okay, I won't do anything else. I, I surrender. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Sam dro- drops the gun briefly, but then swings at the guy who can disappear. And it's only a mirage. Guess what? He's not yeah. really there. Yeah. Yeah. The guy's not really there. Um, and then... He like, he, like, Loki'd. He did, like, the Loki right. trick, you know, where Loki foofed. is just like, here, I'm here. No, I'm, I am. I'm over there now. Yes. And, yes. And, like, foofs away, 
and pushes Sam onto the table of death, where then he gets magically strapped in. Strapped in, yep. And then the fuse. And gets now, lit. yes. So now like, Sam oh is in God. danger. Of- you guys are so stupid. Like I know that they had to get the boys in a precarious position writing wise, but it was just like, <laughs> yeah, that was bad. Their, for all of their like caution and everything else. Yeah, they go. Yeah. And then that that whole time, Dean, while he's being strangled, is yelling at Sam, like, get him, get him, you know, <laughs> while he's being hanged in the air. No, over there, like, get him over there, come on, you know, hurry up, type. That's like, come on. Um, And all that was missing through this whole moment was a stupid ticking clock. I don't know why they didn't just magically have one hanging <laughs> yeah. in the air. Um. But throughout all of this, uh, you know, struggle, struggle. Dean is struggling. Sam is struggling. Suddenly, Charlie, young Charlie, grabs his stomach. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, and things seem to stop. And we the camera per- turns to Jay. And it turns out that Jay has stabbed himself in the stomach with a giant blade. Mm-hmm. Um, which has then... Uh, has charlie confused because he looks down and pulls his hands away from his stomach and he's just bleeding there's so much blood so in jay stabbing himself he's actually stabbed he's transferred the death stab over to charlie yes because he pulled a sleight of hand because charlie earlier like flashes all of his tarot cards but says like don't touch them they're like very powerful but jay has somehow sleight of handed um all of the other cards except for one Yep. which was the magician the magician yep that charlie pulls out of his pocket mm-hmm. and the magician it, my definition from the magician mm-hmm. was uh new beginning um opportunities um there's a quote as above so below like a manifestation of one's destinies mm. um or of one's desire oh sorry manifestation of one's desires um, it's above, so below. So what you, you know, basically be careful what you wish for, I think is. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah kind of. Yeah. That's mostly what no. I got too, was, um, and also like the term resourcefulness came up and manipulation, depending on which, which way. Right. But anyway, so that's that card. But as yeah. Charlie like crumples down to the floor, he says, you picked these strangers over me to Jay. Yeah. Yeah. And Jay looks really sad. Yep. And the spell is broken. Sam and Dean are both released after Dean would have long been dead from strangling. (laughs) Uh, Sam was in no danger. I mean, as soon as Sam gets up, of course, the table falls and almost kills him. Jay is distraught. Oh, yeah. He, oh, I mean, he pulls the knife out of himself and there's no damage. He's, he's fine. But, you know, he is distraught. I mean, the boys are, you know, alive. But Jay is in like, whew, thank God the mass murderer is dead, you know. So back at the hotel bar where this whole thing started, um, Jay's lost his magic touch. Like, he can't even really shuffle cards at all. Um, I think also he's lost his heart, you know, to to do it. The desire to do it, yeah. The desire, yeah. He's like partially really drunk you know (laughs) partially he just doesn't have the will to do it because as the boys come in and try to thank him for saving their lives and doing the right thing he's like i killed my best friend who was like my brother Mm -hmm. 
and my other best friend like never wants to see me again because yeah, he's gone i killed because him. i killed i killed yeah yeah so really yeah. is this the right thing yeah what why why yeah I just have to be old and alone now, and that's all I have to look forward to. And he leaves, and he leaves his pack of cards, and the cutie bartender comes by and is like, Jay, you forgot your cards. And he's like, no, chuck them. Um, so, very sad. Yeah. There's there's no, like, through the end of that, poor Jay is left worse than before the episode started. I In the know. beginning, he was just, like, somewhat depressed. Yeah, you know, and now not only <laughs> is he alive, but his all his friends are gone. I know he's it really, old, it really alone. made me like, oh, I wish you wouldn't had a chart. I would, I wish you didn't kill Charlie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even though I he was a killer, was me, I know he was a killer, but why didn't he kill everyone? <laughs> but he had to. Yes, um, but he doesn't see it that way. I mean, he does, but he doesn't. I mean, he was the hero, yeah. but he's not. He doesn't see it that way. He's yeah. like, why did I do it? It's not. It's not so black and white. Yeah. right now um gene says he, he's like Oof, could use a beer after all of that sam doesn't join him says you know i need to go for a walk and so he goes off and finds ruby what shocking <laughs> um and says i'm ready i'm yeah. ready to do whatever it is that we're gonna do uh and ruby's like ah. you know so sam gets into ruby's car and they drive off to go do Whatever you know, they're gonna do. Yes, some some psychic push-ups, I yes, guess. Yes, he finally um, he acquiesced because he doesn't want to be doing this when he's an old man. So, so yeah. he agrees. Okay, if I cut the head off the snake, then maybe we can stop. We don't end up like Barry, Brad, Jay. Yeah. Um. <laughs> questions before before sam got in the car when we uh, when we first see ruby parked outside did you mm -hmm. see the hoopty that drove in front of did you make note of the car that drove in front of ruby's car nope. in the alley it looks like this reverse um low rider i mean it was like the the front wait wait, wait i wrote it down um oh it's called it's a low rider in back. So the back end of the car is really low oh, and the front end I is see. really high. Yeah. But like yeah. a Carolina squat uh -huh. or something. Yeah. <laughs> but this like hoopty drives by. <laughs> is that intentional? Because why did they pick out that car? I mean, it was just kind of funny. I was yeah. like, it wasn't just a car driving by. It was a very specific. Okay. Second question. <laughs> and this is more of a downer. My second question is, do you think after Jay walked out of the bar that he killed himself he was gonna do it before and he didn't have you know the loss of his friends and his career yeah i, mean, I don't know i don't really want to think about it that way but uh but, yeah. it, but, I, but it was I just he's in a more he's he's left in a way more hopeless state than we found him yeah. you know and that especially coming up from up from a high of like, wow, my career is peaking for a second time. I'm coming back. Yeah. You know, this is all okay, I ever I've wanted got, was yeah, to... My magic touch back. Yeah. yeah. And not only yeah. did he not have it, like, not only does he not have it now, but it wasn't even him. That's the thing. It, like, it wasn't mm -hmm. his magic. It wasn't his skill. It wasn't his anything. Yeah. 
Yeah. It was, it was somebody else. It, and he drove his friends away by either killing one or the other I one. I don't think Vernon should have left him. That's the thing. I was That yeah, made me I think, think really Vernon was an asshole. Vernon, yeah. It was like, maybe Vernon will come back around, but... I don't know. Yes. If I guess Assume, if you have spent a lifetime, you know, as a trio, you know, and then this kind yeah. of explosion happens, and if you kill one of the trio, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. I say the only good thing that came out of this was the fact that Sam and Dean kept getting owned by these like yeah. <laughs> old guys. <laughs> Super old guys, yeah. yeah. Which um <laughs> that reminds me just to loop it back to our friend. I was trying to sort of describe the episode, you know, like I, a couple of the questions, you know, I was like this, this kind of relates to the episode that we're talking about, which is about blah, 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 tried to give a very succinct description of it. But, <laughs> but what he had to say to that was, I take offense to the term old. <laughs> and he's not that old. He's like, no, he's not, which he's I think is funny 60s. because he's, he's in his <laughs> late fifties, I think, but <laughs> But yeah, to finish off like the last few questions that we had asked yeah, our friend, but... uh, we asked what are the, he's also a theatrical set designer and that's how we know him. Um, what are the key differences between designing a theatrical set and a magic one? Uh, he said, it's basically the same thing. However, anything that has magic involved looks perfectly normal yet has quote unquote things going on that you can't see. And to me, the best illusion designs don't give themselves away as a magic trick before the performance has happened. So that um, must be like a really tricky, no no pun intended, tricky thing right. to uh, to try and manipulate. Right. I mean, like designing. the table of death, you can see the swords, you know, it's yeah. not, that is not, that is definitely out of the ordinary. Yeah. yeah. And exposed. He said, this was, I think, just something he wanted to input is like there's there's a distinction between tv stuff and the stage stuff so when they shot like a hundred episodes of chris angel's show there was a need for all of the ideas and materials that you can come up with many episodes end with a major stunt or an illusion sometimes defying death but his live shows don't really do that kind of thing anymore Hi. So I haven't seen a Chris Angel show. I haven't seen like any magic show beyond the ones that they do at the Ren Fair, you know? <laughs> yeah, I saw, I got, I went to, my big show was a Penn and Teller show, which I loved. Oh, you know what? I lied. I did see a magic show. It was the guy who, he um, was able to fool Penn and Teller. You know, they have that TV show called Fool Us, you know, uh -huh. and they try to, to guess how they did a magician's magic trick. This one guy, he did fool them. So then he was like on an off-Broadway uh, run for a little while. I think his name was Vitali or something. I can't remember where he was from. <laughs> but it was pretty good. Chelsea, uh, my friend Chelsea got called up on stage and he did like a oh, trick no. with her, like, oh. license, her driver's license where it like, yeah. made her face disappear on it. It was pretty cool. Oh. <laughs> cool. Government ID. <laughs> yeah. Um, I asked him, have you learned any magic tricks, you know, small or large oh, scale? And have you ever hands-on assisted uh, for an illusion? And he said, yes and yes. Especially in the early days when there wasn't a lot of money. <laughs> and I'm so mad at myself for, like, never asking him to do a magic trick. <laughs> well, because we didn't, why would we even think that he would know one? That's know. the thing. It's because in our capacity, we only know him as a designer 
as somebody who like builds the sets but also it's like but i know that he works for chris angel and i know that he's around magic so why didn't i ever ask him hey do you know any <laughs> can you do a card trick? Yeah. question i think it's just because it was so taboo to talk to him about it yeah because he was very like hush hush yeah um and he did say and i forgot to mention earlier that anybody that ever comes into contact in the show you know even if they go on tour and if there's like local stage hands that have to like pull a curtain and stuff like that everyone has to sign an NDA. sign it i figure and figure. finally <laughs> you asked has your job ruined magic shows for you and he said 100 <laughs> <100%. laughs> percent Maybe someday someone new will come along and wow me. There's still an appreciation for really good manipulations of coins and balls. No jokes, please. Uh, card manipulation is way overdone. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> but that Aww. is kind of a bummer. Is like he can never really sit and appreciate. He can't a magic yeah. show. Yeah. Yep. So. Aww. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to friend, give him a call. for doing our yes. little interview. It was really give interesting. Him a call. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of bummed out that this is happening now because I just did two shows with him in a row. Oh. You know, I <laughs> yeah, just did yeah. two productions with him that I could have been like hounding him for this. Yeah. You know, but I didn't I didn't know that this episode was coming up. I know. Um, I heard. I forgot. Oh. Well, thank you, Fran. Yes, thank, thank you. you. I appreciate that. Oh, well, what's the final, final thoughts about the episode? Did you like it? Yes. Um, I I did and I didn't. I loved the performances. I loved watching Barry Bostwick. I loved watching, um, you know, seasoned performers do, do that. Their performances were great. Um, the episode itself was, was meh for me. I got taken out of it a little bit with the CGI rope. Um, but uh, it, it wasn't quite as impactful as other episodes. I mean, it's, it's you know, it, it got us to the end where we see, okay, Sam's going to do something now. Yeah. Um, but so not my favorite, not my worst. Oh, uh, how many douchebags did you count? Oh, hold on. Let me think. I included also the, the title in the beginning, like when it comes on the Chiron at the bottom. Okay. Um, so let's see, what did I say? Three in the beginning. Hold on. Let me, let me look at <laughs> my digital notes. Give me a second. Eight? That's exactly how many I counted. Okay. <laughs> That's exactly how many I counted. Um, and I may have counted uh, when the guys said it together, like in the beginning, both oh, Vernon and, and J Yeah, they both said, what a douchebag together. I was like, that's two. Um, oh, okay. But all the other times it was... It was one. So I got eight, but I didn't include the Chiron. So I'd say we balanced it out. So between the two yes. of us and our own little counting methods, we got eight. <laughs> yes. Angel's a douchebag. Yes. Um, so if you were doing a drinking game from this, you would have gotten very drunk in the first 20 minutes. <laughs> yes. Minutes and, then, of the episode. and then sobered up at the end that you would have been like, well, maybe Dean yeah, wasn't yeah. hanging for as long as I thought. Yeah. yeah. Um, and if anybody's asking, uh, you know, is Chris Angel a douchebag? I'm going to say based on the evidence of that being, you know, it's something that was talked about on a radio show <laughs> for a while. I'm going to say, yeah, I think he's, he's probably a douchebag. I did ask that. I did ask that of our friend. But and he, he, he said, did not answer. Uh, he said, let's just say when you work with someone for 30 years, there are good and bad moments. 
Yes. Which is a very could, fair answer because even in marriage, is, you know, if you're together with someone for 30 years, there are good and bad moments. Yes. So. Yes. I'm just going to. Yes. Well, that cracked me up. Though. That's always, <laughs> like the episode. It wasn't like a whiz bang. It wasn't anything truly. Um, the boys didn't have any real dramatic arcs. Like I wasn't like, oh, you know, for this. Yeah. Same. Um, same. I, 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 it's like I liked it. And at the same time, I I didn't like it. <laughs> well, because there wasn't a lot of action. Like... <laughs> I mean, there Better wasn't a lot of things, action. But, yeah, they did. They didn't get to kick in any doors. I mean, they did kind of push their way into an mm-hmm. old man's hotel mm-hmm. room. Um, I liked the was... concept. I liked the concept of like the magic and the transference. Yes. And but there were some loopholes for me that didn't quite get yeah. tied up for me. Like Charlie, when he first died, how did he come back to life? And why didn't he come back to life again at the end? You know, if he got killed once, how come he didn't, he couldn't do it again after right. Jay stabbed himself slash him. Um, it was a little heavy on the kind of metaphors or the PSAs, you know, when they're talking about yes. getting older. And older. The magic you're, my is like brother, you're my yeah. brother, you're my brother, you're my brother. It was heavy in that way. Yeah. Um, Heavy handed, not like heavy, like I can't handle it. No, 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 no. It was beating you over the head with it. (laughs) Yes, yes. The the trying to make the magicians, the brothers, like Sam and Dean. It's like, I I feel like it would have done better as like kind of a standalone episode and not necessarily trying to tie in the movement of Sam's trajectory. Yeah. But, you know, I feel like they were trying to fit in too many things into one episode. And I do understand, oh, you only have 45 minutes, so how can we you know get all Make the sure things that people that we tune in need. next yeah yeah but the arc but yeah. forward yeah, yeah i mean i liked it but it wasn't my favorite i think it's because yeah. it was low on action um and it wasn't the the boys being superheroes i mean super heroes yes um yes. so yeah yeah it was good it was good, it was good. i i i love perfect choice in casting Oh, All yeah. the way around. I loved seeing Barry Westwick, and he did oh. such a good job. He did such a good job of being, like, so hopeless and distraught. Yeah. <laughs> he's such well, a no, good I mean... actor, and he's so, I don't know if I would say he's underrated, but I guess I don't think he's taken very seriously sometimes, or at least I feel that, you know, especially well, the choice of shows and movies that he's done. But he's I don't so know if you good. remember... A while back, there was a commercial, and I want to say it was a Super Bowl commercial from a number of years ago, where all these famous berries were being mentioned. And and at the very end, somebody was, it's Barry Bostwick comes out, and he's like, yeah, and me, Barry. And they're like, who are you? And he's like, Barry Bostwick. They're like, who's Barry Bostwick? And that's how, like, the commercial ends. <laughs> it's it's kind like, of ringing a bell for me. Barry kind Bostwick. of. I'll, I'll have to look it up. I wonder if it was for, like, a berry-flavored something or other. Yeah, I, I I'll Google it. it. I'll, I'll, I'll Google it and, and watch it. But, it's funny that I can right. remember the punchline, but not the product. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, all right, next week. Next week, after school special. Or whenever we do the episode next. I don't want to promise <laughs> next week, just in case. <laughs> just in case. Um, it, yeah, I, I, I watched part of this, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to love this episode. And then I watched the whole thing. I was like, this is not what I was expecting. Oh. <laughs> I kind of remember this one. I remember a couple scenes from it. And I remember that the actors for the young, young Sam and Dean were different than what I'm used to. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But, okay. So, 
thanks all for joining us here for Chris Angel as a douchebag. I wonder how many times we said douchebag in an episode. Not as many episode. as I was expecting. You don't think we say. said douchebag more than eight times? I think that we did. Well, when you're we talking did. about douchebags, I listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let a us free know. sticker to anyone yeah. who can count the number of times we said douchebag and this. Okay. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to follow us or subscribe to us anywhere you can find podcasts. If you could also leave us a very good rating on Apple Podcasts, that would be great. We would appreciate you very much. You can find us anywhere on social media. We are at Salt and Burn This everywhere. Um, And you can also find us on YouTube and you can listen to us that way. Yes, which some of you have. So thank you for that. Yeah, thank you. And uh, I'm going to wrap it up. Yep. I want to do one final shout out, if that's okay. I'd like to shout out to Sammy Salloway, uh, who was in a movie. And this movie is now currently playing on Amazon Prime. And I watched this movie and it scared the living pants off me. And Sammy Salloway has so much FaceTime in this movie. (laughs) Oh my God, the character. Sammy, you're wonderful. You were brilliant. I loved it. Thank you so much. So the name of this movie, ready everybody, write it down. Horror in the High Desert. What's the lady's name? Minerva. You said Medusa. Yes. Um, no. <laughs> so, the High Desert 2, Minerva. Yes. Get ready to have the pants get off you. It's very scary. Yeah. I was like anxiety ridden the whole time when I was watching it. <laughs> so we'll talk about it more. <laughs> yeah yeah we should we'll give that more of a feature because it's really more of my friend dutch who like directed and wrote and produced it all like from uh from afar i guess (laughs) because he was in nevada and i was in new york so we'll talk more about that but thank you that's very kind of you to mention i loved it okay so we will see you next time for after school special bye all bye